everyone. Welcome to SAMA, a program which invites experts to discuss a topic from their area of expertise. This week, we are very fortunate to have Chris Young with us to explain the benefits of detoxification, hypnotherapy, and alkalized water. Chris has been a certified hypnotherapist for over 30 years and has helped over a thousand clients overcome a multitude of issues, ranging from fears, phobias, stress, substance abuse, smoking, and lack of confidence. Chris is himself a two-time cancer survivor and spent many years applying holistic and healthy methods to heal himself, including making and consuming his own alkalized water. Using the same equipment, he has helped others with incredible results. Now, most people would stop there, but it goes on. He's a city commissioner and has helped two cities in California for over 20 years. He was a guest at the prestigious We Care Detox Spa to teach participants how to improve their lives. Now, throughout his life, Chris has used holistic methods to heal people both inside and out. He helped launch a 501c3 non-profit organization yeah, to help kids out of gangs and drugs, teach them self-respect, and teach them the discipline of martial arts. Now, isn't that amazing? And that was achieved by one man, and the man that's before us now, Chris Young. Welcome to SAMA. It's so fantastic to have you with us. Thank you. Can you just, you know... Uh, do that every day for me when I get up. So I can... <laughs> we'll send the recording to you. And it's a good point, you know, because sometimes we all feel low. We sometimes reach a point in our lives where we think, well, have I done enough? Now, Chris, I can tell you already, I'm assuming that you're the sort of person that you always feel you have, there's always something more you can do, but you've given so much to society. Now, what actually drives you? Why on earth do you do such crazy things? For nothing. You know, I, I think I've just, uh, I've always been this way when I was a kid. I couldn't wait to, you know, uh, make money so I could buy presents, you know, for everybody. And I came from a very, uh, I came from a very physically, emotionally, and mentally abused childhood. And it was, oh in, a, it was in a rough neighborhood in LA. Yes. And as you can see, with blonde hair, I didn't fit in. And so I had to, uh, I had to fight a lot. And I uh, got in a lot of trouble got arrested, got kicked out of schools, and Gosh. I just kind of found my way, and uh, I just figured that, you know what, it's, before I ended up in a bike gang, I thought, I thought you know, it's, it's time to give back. You know, I made it out, and I found ways with God and the universe, and I thought, you know, the only thing I can do now is try to help others, and I've been in martial arts since I was 12. I'm now 60, and I, I, uh, I just always loved martial arts and I saw how it really helped kids uh, learn respect for themselves and discipline and I was in really rough schools and you know LA and South Central and Inglewood which is the city that I was in and uh, all these schools that teachers are getting guns pulled on them and you know and, and parents couldn't hold these kids down and through martial arts all of a sudden these kids were yes sir and no ma'am and you know and they turned into really wonderful kids and they you know they still still have kids calling my partner Hugo Rojas and myself and we actually even had uh, Lee Rehrman who was Hawk from American Gladiators he was our treasurer and we brought in various uh, martial arts legends you know and uh, just, wow. just really fulfilling you know to help the kids out and there I seriously am not the one that really does the public speaking even though I've had to but Hugo and, and Lee you'd have to rip the microphone out of their hands. Me, I'd always say, thanks for coming, you know, and that'd be it and hand them the mic. So, you know, it's, uh, but when it comes to something like this, and I've watched some of your programs, John, and you've done such a great job. You have such a, uh, a sweet energy about you. And those are the people I like in my life, you know? So uh, that's when I said, yes, I will do this. So I, um, yeah, when I read your bio, I thought, well, you're the sort of person I want to have. A, I would like to have as a neighbor so I can keep on banging at your window. Hey. <laughs> and where are you from? Uh, I'm from New Zealand. Oh, I, now yeah. live in, I now live in China. Oh, I've been to New Zealand and Thailand. So oh, I really? trained. Oh, trained we must have crossed paths. 
I think we did. I mean, you know, we do look a lot alike, so. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, there are people, which one is Chris or which one is John? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm the Chris. I'm the person being interviewed. Yeah, and you've got John there. Uh, did you have a mentor? Like, it sounds very, very, very harsh, your upbringing and, and your, your environment. Did you have any, any prod from, from the universe to say, you know, go there? Or any mentor, any, any role model? You know, that's a great question. I think I've always been guided by God and the universe or whatever you call God, whatever you call the universe, yeah. the energy yeah. that we are. Yeah. And I've always, when I've kind of just listened, it's taken me into right paths. Did, did you ever watch the movie Goodwill Hunting? Yes, yes. Fantastic movie, right? Robin Williams won the Academy Award. I saw Robin Williams perform one time. It was fantastic. But um, there's a scene where the... Uh, Robin Williams is talking to Matt, who's a brilliant kid, but he just came out of abuse. Yes. And he keeps telling him, uh, you know, it's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault, Will. He just keeps telling him until he breaks him down. Yes. I, had a, I had a probation officer before I was 18 that really, you know, found out I was a good kid. I just was tough because yeah. I had to be tough. You know, I had to become yeah. really rough and, yeah. and violent, only against bullies, you yeah. know, because I was bullied. And uh, he blocked the doorway with some big cops that I knew. And he just started saying that over and over again, like 20 years before the movie, you know, and he broke me down. Wow. And uh, it was, it was a funny story. I just wrote an autobiography actually. And I have a publicist look, it's like 650 pages, but the princess big. So I'm sure if you shrink it down, you know, it'll be less. But, uh, and in that, I used to go into the probation department with long hair and a beard, you know, as a biker at like yeah, 16, yeah. 17 no shirt, you know, no shoes and walk in and, and just create havoc. And there was a really nice lady uh, behind the counter. And she would say, I'd say, I'm here to see Mary. And she'd go, where are your shoes? And I'm like, I don't know, you got them, you know? And so, and I'd <laughs> yeah. see, so years later, probably three years later, I, I had a haircut, suit and a tie. And I came in with a rose and I put it on the table. And I said, and she looked at me and looked at the rose. And <laughs> I found my shoes and she went, Oh my Lord. She goes, that's what you're hiding under that hair and beard. And I said, I'm here to thank you and apologize for all the trouble. And I want to take Marin to lunch and thank him. So I think that was a starting place because my record's a sponge, never got arrested after 18, yeah. you know, yeah. it's been, I'm 60. So you can do the math 42 years of being pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, and um, you know, that was a starting point. And I would say my faith and just the universe and whatever you consider God is and just moving forward, always trying to, you know, help others. But, you know, I'm, I'm far from perfect. I'm a work in progress. Yeah, I've helped a lot of people, but I'm, I never preach from a, a pedestal. I always try to tell people and show people. Anytime someone thinks I'm like, oh, you're all this. I'm like, you know what I messed up on today? You know, I try to tell people to let them know. So, you know. It's quite a story. Yeah. Gosh, but you haven't stopped self-improving. No. I wish you stop because it makes me look bad. <laughs> well, how old are you? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you look good for a yes. You look good at yes. There you go. Yeah, so. thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I got my driver's license the other day. <laughs> okay. Actually, actually, without a word of lie, I did get my driver's license two years ago, my Chinese one. So, yeah, that's... Wow. So I must be young, mustn't I? <laughs> you don't need a driver's license in Thailand. And you don't really want to drive in Thailand. It's crazy. It's what, sorry? I said you don't need a driver's license in Thailand. It's pretty crazy there. Oh, in Thailand. Oh, oh right. Now, where you live now in New Zealand? Oh, China. China. China now. Okay. China. Oh, sorry. It was my accent coming through there. I haven't been there. I've been to Thailand. I've been to New Zealand. I was in Hong Kong airport for 12 hours. But I've well, that counts. Oh, that counts. Yep. Now, we're going to tick off your, some of your skills. I know there's a lot that won't be covered for today because we've only got one hour. Right. <laughs> now, but we, um, the focus of SAMA is on health, and part of that is mental health, which is why I'm so keen on knowing what turned your life, how you managed to turn your life around and, and how you managed to uh, put yourself on the straight and narrow. And so um, now one of those things one of the uh, skill sets you have is hypnotherapy. Yes. 
Now, can you explain to us how hypnotherapy can help and how it can be done in 12 words or less? And we only have an hour. Uh, I would say, well, you know, hypnotherapy has been around for a long time. I mean, yes. the, word an, the word mesmerized comes from Antoine Mesmer. That was, what, the 1600s, I think. Dr. James Braid coined the word hypnos. It's a Greek wow. word meaning sleep. But it was like even years before that. Yes. And I was always the therapist. I was always, you know, the guy that everybody came to with their problems. And I've always been slightly empathic, I think. I can always see roads that people should be on. And I, I was watching a program with some, I'm not going to name the names, but it was some talk show host. And she was interviewing a, a star. And the talk show host said, well, you know, my therapist, I've been seeing my therapist for two years, and I'm just not getting any better. So I quit seeing her. And she, she called me and said, I'll never get better without her. And then the star said, you know, I was seeing my therapist for three years. And when I stopped seeing, I got a Christmas card saying, you're never going to get better without me. And I'm thinking, if I can't help you in two sessions, I'll give you your money back. You know, it's like, I just want to get to the point. And, and hypnotherapy gets to the point. It goes right into the subconscious. And I always say that it takes this long to get out of your childhood and this long to get over it. You know, it takes <laughs> The subconscious is formed from birth to like eight, maybe 12 years old. And all that negative tape that you may not even know is there can yes. be replayed. You know, you can get in a plane and all of a sudden you have shortness of breath and anxiety. You don't know why right. you're flying, but maybe you fell out of a tree at four and you blocked it out. So it came right. up there. So you have to put the positives into the negatives. And I, I saw videotapes of people with lighters under their hands and there's no blister and they're calm and women having babies and the power of the mind is amazing. You see something mm -hmm. like the secret or, you know, anything like that, the things that people can do yes. for the power of the mind. Yes. And so I didn't really want to go to school for seven, eight years to be a psychiatrist. And I didn't really want to prescribe drugs, even though I have friends that are psychiatrists and I didn't think I wanted to be a psychologist. And it just, I was just completely immersed myself when I read and saw these videos and there happened to be a school you know, yeah, 45 minutes away without traffic in Los Angeles. And, uh, and it was one of the most credited schools in the world with PhDs teaching, you know. And so I went there and became a hypnotist and then a master hypnotist and then a certified hypnotist. Oh, wait, here. Oh, up here. There you go. There's all the stuff. Wow. There you <laughs> so, go. <laughs> yeah, so, you, stuff, yeah. so you don't worry about wallpaper in the house, do you? <laughs> If I punch any holes in the walls, I just put something over it. So, <laughs> You've got a lot of holes, right? <laughs> I, I've been able to, and you know, I'm not all that in a bag of chips, but I've been able to help a lot. I've probably seen a thousand people, and I've seen actually, even psychiatrists and psychologists, and even one judge have come to me and some celebs, and right. I've helped get people to a point a lot quicker. And I'm I'm tough love. If you want to come in and you know, whine about breaking your nail, then I'm not the guy you want to see, you know, if you're ready to move forward, and you're ready to do what it takes, and you want to listen to me, I'll show you how I got out of my stuff. And yeah, I can help you out of yours. But if you want to just go somewhere and just whine and not have anybody, you know, help you, but just say, I understand. And, you know, now pay me your time is up. That's not me. I'd rather get to the point. And, you know, if I can't help you, I don't want your money. And I don't even want your money in the first place. But I don't want to take your money if I can't help you, you know? Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, now you've had your own health crises in life. Yeah. You've had two very, well, two we, we know about, um, both cancer. Yeah. Can you, um, this is going to open up another few paths for the, we could choose which one we go down to through. Um, how did you overcome the big C. Well, I call it the little C because I just try to forget about it. But uh, the first one, you know, it came at surprise and um, I didn't know anything. It was probably about 15 years ago. I didn't know as much as I know now yes. about holistic and naturopathic. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I didn't want to do radiation and they cut everything out of me. And they said, uh, and they said, okay, you have to do radiation. I was like, 
why do I have to do radiation? My blood work's clean. My cord where you cut it out and show me is clean. Uh, my CAT scan's clean. Why do I have to do radiation? And they said, well, you're 75% never to get it again, but if you do the radiation, I think they said 98, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say 95%. They said, 95%, you'll never get it again. And I was like, I still don't want to do it, you know? And they, they force you into it. They scare you and force you into it. And then my, my family was all crying. Do you have to do it? And I was like, I, you know, God's going to take me when he wants to take me. <laughs> I didn't really want to do it. And then yeah, yeah. they forced me into it. So I drove myself five days a week for six weeks to radiation. And it was not fun. And, but I thought, okay, I'm good. You know, I never have to worry about it again. Yeah. And, and you know, what about four years ago, uh, I got it again. And same. that's really, yeah, same, same place. And it really, I was so angry when the doctor told me, I was like, you better be kidding me, you know, because I felt like I've been lied to yeah. and coerced. And yeah. I'm not here to tell anybody not to do radiation or not to do chemo yeah. or not. I mean, you have to do what you believe in. And some people really need to do this and some people really need to do that. But, you know, in the last four or five years, I've, I've, I've read the book, Killing Cancer, Not People, and I've learned and I've, I was speaking at the top detox spa where all the people flying from all over the world, even China, you know, and New Zealand and, uh, and all the celebs go. And I learned so much. And there's so many people that have healed themselves, power of the mind, meditation with uh, keeping their bodies alkaline you know, all this stuff. So now I have a Kangen alkalized water machine. I have a, a infrared sauna behind me. I have a colloidal silver nebulizer. I got the spooky Rife, you know, and I did Rife. Uh, I did Rife machines with this brilliant guy that uh, built, I guess he found an original Rife and built it even with a bigger bulb. And he was really helping a lot of people. And of course you have to keep that under the radar. And then I found a, a, a friend of mine, ex girlfriend who is uh, a nurse and a phlebotomist and a colonics. She's from Slovakia and she has friends in Slovakia that are scientists with so many degrees that the doctors, when they do umbilical cords, you have to have a baby, they give them to them and they do stem cell research. And they've been healing a lot of people of cancer with stem cell, but they have to be quiet about it, you know? So she was going back there and she brought back my oncology report and we've Skyped and they knew me and they said, Chris, we're going to make you something. And they made me cankatures. I did for two months under my tongue, you know, with uh, stem cell liquid they did. And, and then I, I met someone who's a brilliant person in CBDs, and she's helped a lot of people out of cancer. So I do it all. You name it, I do it. I'm, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But I, I try to, you know, take on every single thing I can think of. And every day I do a green drink this big with organic kale, spinach, aloe, apricot, kernels, turmeric, ginger, you know, celery, apple, everything. And I drink that all day. And so I think I'm okay. <laughs> you know, the second time they were like, you're under radiation. I'm like, I'm not doing it. You've heard <laughs> no. about it. Ain't going to yeah. happen, you know. So that's where I'm at now. That's wonderful. And you mentioned apricot seed, which of course is the latrol or B17. Yes. 17, yeah. Now that's um, that's quite a powerful compound, which um, the uh, pharmaceutical companies don't really want you to know about. Pharmaceutical <laughs> companies don't want you to know about a lot of things. So. Yeah. Well, read, the, no... read the book "Killing Cancer Not People." I think you'll love it. Yeah, yeah. By Bob Wright, really good book. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think the most important factors are for I? resolving for removing for killing cancer if you like i think all of them i think a positive oh, attitude yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. positive attitude meditation i meditate every day with yoga and uh, you know just don't live in fear you know we're all we're all gotta we're all gonna go sometime so just don't worry about it you know just enjoy yourself and be in the moment that's all you can do the past is gone the future may never come be in this moment you know, the moment i'm talking to you the only moment I have right now, you know, so I just try to enjoy it. Do you see a difference in people's recovery rates if they're not, for, if they're not subscribing to that, if they don't live for the moment, but they're so worried about their disease? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, worry is stress, and that yeah. can really do a lot of bad things inside of you. And 
you know, I bodyguarded some extremely wealthy people all over the world, and they were so stressed and so miserable. And we'd be going somewhere, in, you know, in, in Brazil by the favelas, you know, and seeing people that living basically under cardboard seemed happier, you know, than the billionaire I was bodyguarding, you know. So just a positive, you know, state of mind and, and just trying to be in joy. And, you know, everybody has good and bad days. It's just what you fixate on. And unfortunately, people tend to fixate on the bad stuff. And once, you know, like I said, remember, you can see today. You can hear today, you can walk, you have food, you have shelter, you have people that might care about you. And instead yeah. you're fixating because you don't have the new Porsche or you don't, you know, have, you know, a yacht or you don't have whatever it is, fixate on all the good stuff because you have a lot of it because everybody's going to get bad and good stuff. I don't care if you're homeless or you're a billionaire, you're going to get bad and good stuff. It's just right. what you fixate on. So. so attitude is extremely important. Extremely yes. important. Very important. Now you touched on your spa, which is, I don't know if it's underneath the obey sign or is it a reminder for you to obey me if I ask you to do something or is that to remind of where the that's, spa is? That's kind of a martial arts thing is obey, you know, you obey the principles and, you know, I, uh, I, have, I have a lot of other things on the walls here too, but uh, it's kind of a martial arts thing. When you get into, I've done so many styles and been honored with a lot of black belts and you always are humble and you want to obey the person that's training you and teaching you, you know, and until you get to the point where you can move on to another style and, you know, Sifu Bruce Lee said he was so brilliant. Take all styles, make the style that works for you. I'm six, four. Uh, my style may be different than a style that might work for you, but I might take in 15 styles to find out what flows best for me you might have a style that flows best for you. And Bruce Lee said, you have to be like water. If you're in a cup, be the cup. If you're in a bowl, be the bowl. So that's where the sign comes from. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you, yeah. I think my style with my size, I think running will be a good style for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a very slow runner, so I had to learn how to fight. So there you I'm go. A, yeah, I'm a very fast runner. <laughs> I wish I was. I'd be better looking if I was a fast runner. So yeah, there you go. So the side detox bar. Can you describe it to us? Is it an uh, infrared spa? It's a, it's a spa. Well, it's right behind me. Can you see it? There it is. Oh, yes. Yes. So it's not yeah. a full room. It's like a, a, um, a compartment. A little yeah. Compartment. And I, I like that because I've, I've been in the ones with a full room and I don't like my head in a full room being hot like that. Right. I don't like that at all. This, and I've had other ones, and they were not as good as this one. This one actually is from China, and they do a heck of a job with it. The other ones I had, you'd sit in for like 15 minutes, you're not getting warm. Uh, the doctor, Robert Young, who wrote uh, PH Miracle, he's actually, there's a couple of videos of him sitting in the same spa saying, my spa at home takes 40 minutes to get hot. You're like sweating in 30 seconds in this. It has two carburetors and it really works well. And I talked to the owner and I really did a lot of research. I'm a research person before I got it. And man, I did, that's why I did one tonight. And then, you know, when Sarah's like, what do you want to do tonight? I'm like, because <laughs> after the sauna, you're like, ah, you know, you want to be in meditative state, but it's, it gets really hot, but I know the infrared is so good for you and detoxing and sweating out all the impurities. Yes. And yes. So yeah, it's a it's a great, great spot. It was a lady who called me who read Killing Cancer. I guess I'm the third forward in the book, and she wanted to talk to me. And then she did a ton of research. And I told her I had a, I had a spa like this, sauna like yes. this. And I had another one, it was a laydown one, and I ended up selling them because I didn't like them. She's like, Oh, let me tell you this one. And she just went off and all and she sent me a ton of information. I called the company. They got so sick of me. I talked to every single person there, you know, and I was like, well, tell me this and tell me this. And, tell, you know. and uh, it's, it's fantastic. I've recommended it to a few people. Now, a lot of people are going to ask us um, what brand or where can they get one like it from? So what can I tell them? It's a relax sauna and uh, you can always email me and I'll be, anybody wants to email me, I'll be happy to hook them up with it. You know? Okay. So it's so relax sauna, is it? Relax sauna. Actually, and I probably shouldn't do this on here, but uh, I know the owner, if you use the word 
positive and the code you can get like 70 bucks off so <laughs> for me but if you I use didn't know, positive, no, no, I don't know we all heard that yeah, if you use the word positive if you look up relax now there's a ton of stuff on YouTube so you can go to it and uh, if you decide to buy one uh, just put the code in positive so fantastic yeah. <laughs> And another, oh, is that sorted? Is your head out from the sorted? Yes, yeah. Okay. I, I hate having my head in a sauna. I can't do saunas with my head's in it. It just feels like, you know, like it's, my head's yeah. a bit going to explode. Yeah. But this is yeah. nice. Your head's out. You can watch TV or just meditate or <laughs> listen to music or, you know, be on your phone. Whatever you want to do. Because it actually has zippers to put your arms out too. So. Oh, really? So you can walk with your arms. You can be like a, um, an alien. <laughs> You kind of look like you're in the Wizard of Oz, so yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's uh, oh, that's it's, funny. It, it's great. Okay, um, you've got another um gadget I'd love to talk about, um, okay. your alkalized water machine. Yeah, I've been doing that for about fifteen years, yeah. and you know, you're you're never allowed to say that anything can heal anybody of anything. Yeah, you know, um, and there have been people that have said their cancer and their tumors have dissipated. When your body's alkalized, disease can't live in you. And I got affiliated with this through a doctor and I was amazed at the, at the test and the things you can see. Because I'm sure you drink tea, you drink tea, correct? I drink tea every night, herbal tea. And you could take a tea bag and you know, how do you make tea with boiling water, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, the water's so powerful in this machine because it's micro clustered. It comes out two-thirds smaller, so it hydrates your body six times faster with antioxidants, alkalinity, hydrogen, and it hydrates immediately into your cells. You can put a tea bag and a cup of this water cold. It'll make tea. You can put it in 15 cups, one after another. It'll keep making tea. That's how powerful the water is. So it'll pull and detox and flush out of your body. You pee and poop a lot on this water, you know? And... What else can I tell you? It comes from Japan, number one in life longevity and technology. It's like a 40-year-old company. Uh, Kangen means return to origin. Uh, that's why they call it that. The Ministry of Health in Japan voted a top medical device. And I've gotten it to like, gosh, hundreds if not a thousand people, a lot of celebrities. Got to a lot of people, the machine. and You have to get it through a distributor. Uh, but it's, I've gotten it all over the world. So it's nice. It's, it's gotten into Australia and Slovakia and uh, you know, all these places, France and England. And, and no complaints. Everybody seems to like it. I've seen people drop weight. And once again, you can't. I've seen this with my own eyes with people that I know. So I don't want to get in trouble. But I have actually known people. I'll just say they told me. How about that? They told sure. me. Sure. Yeah. So nice way to play it safe. That diabetes has dissipated, arthritis has dissipated, acid reflux. Uh, one lady had uh, ulceritis, colitis for 28 years on $300 worth of meds a month. And then a month and a half in the machine, it was gone. You know, all this kind of stuff. But you know, everybody, everybody's different. So you never know what's, what it's going to do for you. I have a friend that just got one. I have so much energy, you know, and I have another friend that got it that dropped, I mean, almost 100 pounds. And he thinks it's only the water. So who knows? I can't tell you what it's going to do. I don't feel all those things. <laughs> you know, I just know it's good for you. And it's better than bottled water full of, you know, thousands of contaminants and radiated polycarbon plastic. And it doesn't put plastic in our, you know, in our earth either. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. So if you want to make 20 tea cups from one tea bag, guess yeah. an alkalized water machine? Is it the yeah. mo is that I the message you're giving here? <laughs> I, have a big, I have a big carafe. You know how you make sun tea? You got to put it in the in the sun, right? right? I put one bag in. It's I guess it's half a gallon. It's a glass carafe, and within thirty minutes, I've got tea with cold water, and I just drink that all the time. And people come over, and they're always like, "Can I have some of your iced tea?" Because they love my tea, you oh, know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a chamomile blend with a lot of other things with no caffeine. That's really good for yeah. calming you and for digestion. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Now. And um, at one point in your life, you've helped form a non-profit organization yes. to help um, kids out of gangs and drugs, teaching them life skills. Now, this kind of sounds a little bit like Chris Young of earlier years, and, and you're probably one, you're, you're, 
returning the blessings which you got from the universe. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. But I think we kind of briefly went over that. But yeah, it's, uh, I just, I like to give back. I love to help my, truly my passion, what I love to do, you know, is, is just help people. If I can, if I'm out somewhere and I can make someone laugh or put a smile on their face or something, you know, it makes me happy. Of course, if I'm in traffic, Tourette syndrome comes out. Another part of me comes out, which is, I'm not proud of, but you know, it's, uh, uh, nobody's perfect. And uh, God has a sense of humor. He made me, but I just really have a, a passion for uh, making people happy. I like to see people laugh, smile, and do better. And, uh, you know, the only problem is what do people do with free advice in one ear and out the other? You know, Freud said, unless you pay, you won't be healed. And it's very true, you know, because you're not going to listen to anybody. The only person who didn't like, listen to Einstein was probably his kids, right? And so there's too close, just too close. So people take their hard-earned money and they drive in traffic, take time out of their day from work, park, give you all the money and sit in front of you and they don't listen to you, then they're morons. You're going there to listen. It makes you work harder if you, if you work for it. And I try to help people and without, you know, for pro bono, without, you know, them paying. And sometimes it's better when they pay or I just barter. I make them, you know, I ask, what can you do? And it, it makes them feel better because they work for it, if you know what I'm saying. What can you recall any stories of someone's life that you've managed to improve? Pick someone up from the depths of despair. I should have warned you before, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, no, I've got stories. I, uh, I can give you two. Two of my, my favorite students was a, a young lady and a young man. And the young lady, uh, I, she came to train. And where I was teaching was a place called Boxing Works. And we had world champions. I mean, we had a W World Weight Boxing Champ. We had two Muay Thai champs. We had a shoe fighting world champ. We had all these people. I was probably the least credited, you know. And we all were teaching and training. Uh, the guy who brought Von Dom out of the streets of, of Belgium, he was teaching there. I mean, all these people. And two guys showed up after I'd been there a while. They were younger, and they were really good martial artists. And they were getting breaking into the stuntmen industry, right? And they were training a lot there. And I was watching just a couple – this is many years ago, but I was watching Deadpool a couple – you know, just like – a couple years ago, and I see the director. It was one of those guys. He worked his way up. Now he's the director of Deadpool. The other one was the director of John Wick. And it was like, these are the people that were at this, this studio. So, oh. studio. So this, this girl came in, and uh, she was in an abusive relationship. And she was like 5'4", and nice Jewish girl. And this guy was like 6'7", 300 pounds. And I went and had to threaten him to back him off and say, you know, I'm not a tough guy, but I'm not a bully, but I don't like bullies. You're going to back off. So he left her alone. I trained her and she got so good and she had so much confidence. You know, we became best friends that I ended up being best man and man of honor at her wedding. And <laughs> she, went the, she went to the UFC when it first started, like in, you know, 93, 94, 95. And they had like a camp and she beat all the, all the girls there from like top, you know, top legends that were training these girls she was beating them and they were like who trains you and she, and I, she asked me i was like shh don't tell anybody who i am you know it was kind of funny so that was one story the other one was a guy named felix uh a hispanic kid and tough and he was in kind of a rough area and a gang piped his brother in the head and gave him brain damage so felix was gonna kill everybody you know so he's gonna do and I knew he was a good kid. He had a good heart. He had a big smile, strong. He could carry pianos. I mean, just strong. He wasn't tall, but he was strong. You know? yeah. And I had to work on him for almost two years. And I would just spar him hard and beat him down and try to get that mentality out and get that humbleness in. And today he's married with two boys, has a great job, has a good wife, and he'll call me like once a year, I think on Father's Day or something, crying, saying, you saved my life, Teach. You saved my life. And so that, you know, wow. that makes my heart, you know, feel wonderful. So. Gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was, that's good. Yeah. 
gosh. What most people don't seem to realise is a disease, we're going we're on to diseases again as we do, um, is they're quite often not from a single cause. It's it's from a combination of things. And you've got to take a holistic view and, and you know, that, that the full picture, not just part of the picture, not just cut something out because it's going to reappear because yeah. the, the conditions haven't disappeared. Now, a lot of, um, one thing that plays a very important part is detoxification. You've, you've taught us a little bit about your wonderful iced tea. I hope you do send us some, as you promised. <laughs> well, I hope you, but uh, what, how, what, what sort of um, modalities do you use for detox? You've covered spa, I guess and the alkalized water. Are there any other things that you do or recommend for people that have got a disease and want to sort of improve their overall wellness? Well, I think, you know, sleep is very important and I think uh, fasting is very important. Um, you should fast every day for at least 12 hours. Uh, you shouldn't eat four hours before you go to sleep. You should eat properly a lot of greens, try to alkaline your body. And you can always read on what's alkaline as opposed to acidic. Yes. Uh, and then don't eat four hours before you go to sleep and then wait before you eat again. I typically every day fast 12 to 17 hours, you know, so that really gives your body a chance to heal and rest, you know, and then if you can do a juice fast, which that spa that I was speaking at, um, they did that. You could be there for a weekend or a week, some people two weeks. I mean, it was crazy. And you're all you're getting is, you know, fresh juices and, uh, you know, pureed liquid soup. And you're doing colonics and um, ozone baths and infrared saunas and, you know, meditation classes. And it's a great place. It's like I said, it's been around for over 30 years and it's helped a lot of people. But, you know, I, I feel the Kangen alkalized water really flushes. It's like you're detoxing all the time. I think the sauna helps, you know, to detox your sweating, getting everything out. I think the fasting, eating properly, the green drinks I do every day, um, the spooky rife machine, I'm still learning. Man, you have to be like a wizard to figure this thing out. Yeah, I've just, just got it. And so I'm like plugging things in and, you know, it's, it's interesting. But yeah, there's all kinds of things, and those are the ones that I do. I do the CBDs as well, and um, that's what I can tell you. <laughs> that's what I can tell you as far as what I do and what I know and what I do on a daily basis. Right, right. Early on during the summer, you mentioned how your faith helped you change. Now, we try and avoid talking about any sort of religion like the plague, so let's talk about it. Um, what turned you to God? This is my tea, by the way, from the water. So there you go. This is the chamomile combo. Yeah, yes. Um, I think I've always been spiritual, you know, and yeah. I've always embraced everything that people might find bizarre. You know, I think I typically don't like to ever talk about politics or religion either because everybody has an opinion and, you know, opinions can be, you know, that's why we have wars. You know, so well, I was going to say, isn't it sad that we have opinions? <laughs> but we, yeah. no, it's, it's good to have opinions, but it's not so good to judge through opinions. Absolutely. And, you know, every major religion basically has somewhere that states in their words, judging you would be judged, you know? So I try not to judge anyone. And, I, you know, you got to look at it this way. We're a speck of energy. And if you put your hand under a microscope, microscope, you're not, you're not solid. This desk isn't solid. Nothing's solid. And then we're on this planet. I, I'm a speck of energy, you know, in this city that's in this county, that's in this state, that's in this country, that's in this planet. And this planet's a speck of energy in this vast galaxy with billions of stars and a sun and a moon placed perfectly, you know. And... This galaxy is a speck of dust in over 2 trillion galaxies. So there's something else out there. You know, I mean, at least I think there is and whatever you want to call it. And I just have faith and I've, I've, when I'm connected, I've been able to manifest things like crazy. You know, I've been able to visualize and materialize and manifest things with positive energy. And 
you don't get everything you want, but you do get what you need, you know? And then things will turn up. It's almost like sometimes it's slow motion and you'll be like, you manifest something and then a year later it appears, <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, so, so that's what I could tell you. I, I won't bring up religion or any particular religion. Uh, I just know that uh, I'm spiritual. I believe that there's something else, you know, and I believe there's just some powerful energy. So I just try to connect to that, you know, and try to try to help other people connect to that. You put your mind somewhere and your body follows. And yeah. I guess healing through disease, if you can visualize yourself through yeah. the disease would also help. Sure. You can visualize like a Pac-Man eating the disease. I mean, you can do anything you want, uh, but it, it helps to do the self-hypnosis and meditative and just really focus and some with words and some without words and, you know, whatever you do, try everything. People are like, well, I can't meditate. Well, try everything, you know, try the meditation where you chant, try the meditation where you're quiet, try the meditation with breathing, try, and even people who meditate will tell you, you'll fall in and out. You know, you might do 20 minutes of meditation and get seven, you know, or you might get 12 or you might, you know, all of a sudden you're thinking about what was I supposed to do? You know, and you, you have to bring yourself back in. So. Five. Yeah. For, um, for all the things that we've talked about, what do you think is most important to, um, to, um, to, to restore one's, to restore your health. If you've, got, if you've got a disease, what do you think is the most important thing someone can do to overcome a severe health crisis? I think the most important thing would probably be um, positive attitude. Wow. You know, positive attitude, yeah. positive energy, belief structure that you will be healed. Faith that, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yes. You know, there's, don't worry about it. You know, it's you, the only, you can't avoid death or taxes. So don't worry about it. You know, just just go through and just try the best you can. You know, well, I can name one important person that's evaded taxes, <laughs> but we don't talk politics either. <laughs> yes, let's avoid that. <clears throat> yeah. And um, before you came, well, actually, it might have been while you were patiently waiting in the background, I couldn't see you. We were talking a little bit about the pandemic in um, America now, how we're going to stuck indoors. Now, how on earth can you do exercise or maintain your health when you're in such an unhealthy indoor environment, not getting outdoor exercise? What can people do to ensure their health does not suffer? Well, that's a good question. Um, you can go outside, but it just depends. You know, you have the mask on, you can't be in crowded places, the okay. gym, okay. Some, of the, some of the states' gyms are open now, Gosh. And, and some of the states' gyms are closed. You know, <laughs> my gym just opened up again, but my gym is a real uh, OCD, germaphobe, clean fanatic. I mean, everybody in that gym, yeah. even before the pandemic, everybody cleans the machine before and after, and there's like 10 stations yeah. cleaning, and everybody has a mask on, but when I was closed, I would take my bicycle and ride around. I'm in a, in, a, in a country club in a gated community with hills. I'd ride there. And then I have some weights in, the, in my garage and I'd kind of work out in the garage. And you can watch YouTube videos of uh, people in amazing shape and, and see how to work out at home. They'll yeah. show you on YouTube videos all kinds right. of incredible things you can do at home from lunges and squats and running in place and jump rope and planks and all this kind of stuff. So you, there's, it's, you know, you always have a way. There's always, if there's a will, there's a way. How bad do you want it, you know? And a lot of people are like, oh, it's a pandemic, so I'm not gonna do anything. And people will say they're putting all this weight on, but there, I've also seen a lot of fitness people are like, you ain't gonna stop me. You know, I'm gonna find a way. So there's a way around it. And I have so many injuries from, you know, 45 years of martial arts that, I, I don't run like you. I wish I could. So I have to ride a bike. I wish you know? I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, well, I had that too. Uh, but, you know, there's just there's various things that you can do. I work around things, you know, so you can do. Just don't let anything stop you and, you know, enjoy it. I, I kind of live a 
you know, a pandemic life anyways. I like being home. I like meditating. Right. You know? I, I don't, you know, I used to run nightclubs in Hollywood when I was younger. I don't want any part of that. You know, I just like being home, you know, and, and being in a meditative, calm place. So. Right. Yeah. Well, we've, we've come to the end of the summer without any casualties. I'd like you to close, uh, have the last word. If you're passing someone who's on the street, sitting down, homeless, what advice would you give them? Well, first, they have to want to take the advice. You know, I'm sure people probably spit advice to them you know, all day long or negativity or positivity. I would, you know, the problem being there's so many, 60% of a homeless are, are on drugs. And yeah. so you never know where the money's going. Yeah. I give money anyways, it's just how I am. Or I try to find a place and buy them food. You know, and sometimes when you buy them food, they look at you like, that's not what I wanted because they want money because they want to buy drugs. Yeah. But I've helped a lot of them that really needed food. You know, and I've been like close to various little fast food places. I'm like, I'll be right back. Twice I found guys my size because I'm 6'4", and I got to know them, and I went home and loaded up a couple bags of, you know, because it's hard to find things to fit me, you know. So I yeah. found jeans and, and boxers and tennis shoes and right. shirts and a jacket and, and brought it to them, right. you know. But the only – I you can't – I don't – only thing I would say is just, uh, how are you doing? That, that's okay. all I can say. Let them talk to you. Yeah. You know? okay. Let them feel like a human. Let them feel like a person. Yeah. Instead of barking something at them, just say, how are you doing? You know, how can I help you? you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And listen. Yeah. And listen. And listen. Listen's a key. A lot. Uh, men aren't really good at listening, but it's a good key. <laughs> You know. Sorry, what was that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We are we're very bad. If you don't believe me, ask any woman. Yeah, men don't listen really well. <laughs> uh, I think we have you know two ears and one mouth, so we should probably listen twice as much as we speak. But <sighs> yeah, I like to listen. So <laughs> it's been a blast having you on. I, I knew I'd enjoy it even before you before you started. I knew it with what you've done and and your obvious um, bad attitudes in life, you know, I knew it was going to be very, very enjoyable. Um, and I am really honored to, um, to have you on SEMA. Um, we focused on uh, things that you can do physically, but also attitude, your outlook, and the way you view things, the way you view life. We, we've got what we have, but what do you do with them? And, and how, you know, do we live for now or live for the past? You know, living for now and, and possibly for the future, that's just a really, really good um, frame of mind to put yourself in. So I really appreciate that. And at this time of night, you've managed to still retain that, sm that same smile throughout the, <laughs> throughout the episode. Now, this is, just, you know, this is five minutes to midnight, everybody. Now, think you look in the mirror at five to midnight, everybody else, and, and see what sort of face expression you get back. And here we've got, you know, Chris Young, still bubbly and happy and uh, full of full of bubbles. So, Chris, I'd love to, I really want to thank you it's for the tea. time. It's the tea yeah. that does it, see, it's the tea. Yeah, but tea, tea hasn't got bubbles, you see. So, it's, <laughs> it's the effervescence which is bubbling from within you rather than what, you you're, what you're partaking. So, yes. thank you so much for coming to the show. It's been absolutely amazing to have you with us. We're so lucky to have had a, a nod from you today. You said, oh, come on then. <laughs> very, very lucky. It's, it's just been an honor. I've watched a few of your... Uh, yeah, I must apologize for those. Um. <laughs> great job. And once again, you have a sweet soul and that's the only people I surround myself. If you lived in the neighborhood, I'm sure we'd be good friends. And you know... Oh no, I'd make you say, all this banging on the window. Hey, you know, I want to try some more of your tea. <laughs> That's not a problem. Yeah. Don't bang yeah. to her. Thank you once again. It's been very, very much a pleasure to have you on with us. You take care. I hope you do a face plant on your pillow soon. It's very late. Yeah, and you know you've got, a, you've got a full day ahead of you. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I'm up late anyway. So. <laughs> but it was take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. And um, I don't know when you'll do another summer, but... Um, you know, we're very picky who we have, and we were, and Chris was right at the top there. <laughs>
it's an honor. Thank you for picking me. And I hope that uh, I was able to shed any type of light or if I helped anybody, that's great. A lot of your answers were quite deep. And if people listen carefully to the message, there will be a huge change in their lives. Huge change. So I thank you for that. Uh, I hope so. of my heart. You're more than welcome. Sweet dreams. All right. As they say in China, Wa'an, which is good night. Oh, okay. Bye bye, everybody. Shay <laughs> Shay. Yeah, measure, measure, measure. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. And uh, everybody, please keep on passing love forwards to those who have got health issues, people that need love, people that need to have their lives improved in some way. If you do a little change, it can become a huge change. Maybe just like no, just keep on passing the love forwards and look after yourselves. Take care of this coronavirus experience rounds. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching. Um, I haven't done the seminar for a while. Um, it's because we've been focusing on projects and other things. But truth be known, we asked Chris to come on our, our seminar we discovered how wonderful he was and we begged him to come on the show and of course he didn't need any nudging he said yes because he's such a giving person now the advice that he's given is all solid gold advice so um we didn't focus on any one particular thing during the summer we could have focused i guess on his cancers but he focused more on overall life um health how you can improve your life and by doing that you prevent yourself from getting sick and isn't that the ultimate you can do things in just little habit changes that make your life so much better and maybe you took a bit of a cue from the type of person who he was a giving person someone who does things for all the wrong reasons which is to help other people and not to just help himself Maybe if more people had that sort of attitude, or if you decided, well, I'm going to become more of a giving person, you will find, as Chris made it himself, that you do get rewarded by the universe in some way. It might be a year's time, like Chris said, but you will find that your life becomes more blessed if you bless other people's lives yourself. Life works like that. So... Thank you for watching, everybody. I enjoyed it a lot. It was fantastic, the seminar, and it's good to be back too. And uh, well, I haven't seen the familiar faces, but um, oh, I've got young Bev with me. I've got one familiar face. Goodness gracious, Bev, what's the time in New Zealand now? Don't you ever go to sleep? <laughs> but you know, it's um, it's been a really good seminar. Thank you so much, everybody, for um, for watching. Till next time. Please look after yourself, look after your loved ones, pass the love forwards, and take care during these difficult times. And I won't say vote if you're an American, because that's political, but you know what I want to say, don't you? <laughs> take care. Bye-bye, everyone. God bless.